listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Good morning, Saul Goodman Productions. We're not actually doing this, right? Come on, baby! You can review the guidelines if you want. He's a dead man. Get in! You got the money? One thousand? It's hard. Very, very hard. You find a way out of it. You drink one, drink two, drink three Long Island iced teas. But your buddy's worse off and he throws you his car keys. Blue lights are blinking four o'clock in the morning. State Trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born. Better call Saul, better call Saul. You want to tell the world you're in love with a girl named Fran? So you find an overpass and you say it with a spray paint can. Blue lights start a blinking, those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You'll fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. You better call Saul. It's another episode of Better Talk Saul, Cinema Geekly's Better Call Saul podcast. It's Anthony Lewis and Glenn Bove here. Hello, Glenn. What's up? Uh, well, there's only three more episodes of Saul left, so I wasn't feeling it before until I looked at these these last three episode titles, and now I kind of feel this summer slump coming on that I guess we get like every year when the show finally reaches the end of its season. I know, you know, it sucks. Is like so, you know, starting the show. I mean, I, granted, I had to miss a good chunk of it. Yeah, almost half. You know, you started in this show, like, mid-April, right? Mm-hmm. Say we, even we started on time. Mid-April, April 10th or whatever. And we have, what, three more episodes after the finale of Flash and Arrow mm-hmm. that we had to start doing back in September slash beginning of October? Yeah. Like, that's that's unfair. <laughs> it is so unfair. I mean, dude, we're not we're not even going to make it out of June. June nineteenth is the last episode. I know it's like right around the NBA finals. Who you got in the finals this year? Golden State. I mean, their team's pretty good. I mean, look, if LeBron does it, we could really start having that conversation about him and Michael Jordan. Are they but... looking? Are they? Is it looking? I, I'm actually not following. Are they at the finals yet or no? Yes, they are. Uh, the finals start Thursday. It's just. So is it Golden, Golden State and State. Cleveland again? Yeah. Good lord. Wow. Okay. Yeah. There's no parity in basketball. It's a, it's it's all a fix. Yeah. Well, they don't have you know like baseball. You know where this is an odd year, so the Giants suck. Yes. Uh, this would be an excellent time for the Tigers to do well. Unfortunately, they are not. We are like four games. Diamondbacks are doing good. They have like the fifth best record. It's just unfortunate that two other teams who are the top five in records are also in the same division. <laughs> um, well, that's what we're here to talk about. Baseball, yeah. basketball, and better call Saul. It all works together. It almost rhymed. Yeah. In fact, it may I mean, have think rhymed. about it. The Diamondbacks had the worst ERA among starters last year. This year, until Grinky had a, tor- a horrible game the other night, they were fourth. Hey, at least you're not us. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we're looking. We're looking like we're going to be selling come uh, the All Star break. So 
Uh, finally, hey, we're long overdue for a rebuilding process, so... Now your team's old. Yeah, we sure are. Um, well, let's talk about the episode this week. I'm getting depressed. <laughs> season 3, Episode 7. No, there's a reason why we talked about baseball. We'll get to it. Uh, expenses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It ties into this episode a little bit. Yeah, uh, Jimmy tries to fulfill his court-mandated community service while also trying to sell his commercial space. Even though he manages to find a few clients, he's unable to convince them to sign on for the full run of slots. Meanwhile, Nacho approaches Price! Hey, baseball. Baseball card guy. Uh, with the pill stolen from Hector and offers to pay Price to obtain copies of the capsules, but with no medication. He just wants empty capsules. At the meeting with Mesa Verde, Kim reveals that she feels some regret for destroying Chuck's reputation in the disciplinary hearing. While having dinner with Jimmy, she wonders whether they did the right thing, and Jimmy replies what happened to Chuck was his own fault, and that she should forget about him. Uh, Mike begins construction on the new playground and receives some help from other members of Stacy's support group, including a woman named Anita. Uh, upon returning to work, he is approached by Price, who wants to rehire him as a bodyguard to keep an eye on Nacho, which Mike declines. At a meeting, Mike begins to befriend Anita as she recounts how her husband mysteriously disappeared on a hitchhiking trip. and uh, oh, On a hiking trip, not a hitchhiking trip. Uh, and the fact that she doesn't know what happened to him constantly troubles her. Apparently touched by her story, Mike calls Price and agrees to be his bodyguard. At the meeting with Nacho, Mike learns the full story about Hector's desire to force Nacho's father into the drug trade and plan to replace Hector's medication with fake pills. Mike agrees not to interfere, but advises Nacho to switch the pills back after Hector dies so they cannot be traced back to him. He then requests something from Nacho. Desperate for funds to keep up his end of the expenses, Jimmy meets with an insurance agent to try to get a refund on his malpractice insurance policy. However, the agent is unable to grant her the refund and mentions that due to his suspension, Jimmy's premium will rise by 150%. Jimmy is visibly shaken by this news and begins to cry when the agent reacts sympathetically. To his emotional breakdown, Jimmy seizes the opportunity to accidentally mention Chuck's mental illness before leaving, knowing that the insurance company will be forced to act on the information. There's a lot in this episode that happened. Yeah, there um, was. What did you think of expenses? I thought it was pretty good. Um, I will say probably this season, this was my least favorite I agree. Which, I mean, it was not... still good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this isn't like me saying my least favorite in an arrow season or something like that. Yeah. Um, no, it was still really good. It was just, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of felt like, I, I just felt like almost everything in this episode was setting the stage for something later. Whether it was Kim and her outburst with Mesa Verde and her just disdain for what her what she and uh uh jimmy did to chuck you know like th mm -hmm. that's just eating away at her and jimmy slowly but surely gonna be taking way too many shortcuts to get what he needs i mean yes. he he is be 
he's I mean he's already used the name. I mean as far as I'm concerned, this episode he became Saul Goodman. Mm-hmm. You know, using people's emotions and, and willingness to do good to to better himself. Uh, and then the same thing with Mike. You know, setting up with the Nacho and and how they're gonna get Hector Salamanca in a in a wheelchair, which yeah. um. I don't know. I feel like I don't need to see. Like, it's the only thing I will say that I will say so far in this show as far as, like, the prequelness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing Hector's, like, that's something, like, I don't need to see. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's the only thing I'll say that's going to feel kind of retreading too much. Like, everything else has worked pretty flawlessly. Yeah. As far as you know, what you and I had talked about, you know, if you've, I feel like you could watch the show having never watched Breaking Bad, uh, oh, yeah. and and then go into Breaking Bad. Like this is the, this stuff with Hector is the only thing where it's like, well, having watched Breaking Bad, really, it's just like, well, I don't. I mean, Hector's interesting, but he's just kind of an asshole. I'm glad I got. I know I know what his comeuppance are. Like I don't, but I don't need to see how that happens. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, I agree with you. This was. Probably the weakest episode. It just feels so wrong to say that because we we say it about other shows, and this is just on a different this this show's on a different pay grade than those other shows are. Uh, they've got a way different sliding scale for their grades, uh, a much higher bar. So when we say this is like the weakest episode of the season, this would probably be like if it was an episode of Flash or Arrow, it would be like the best episode of the season for those shows. Uh, so, yeah, it's the weakest of the season, but for this show, that just means it's a really good episode and not a great episode like the rest of them. So if you're willing to accept really good, uh, if you if you must have great greatness at all times, uh, then you may not enjoy this episode, I guess, but it was still really good. Uh, I was super happy to see Price back, uh, as you and I have discussed in the past. Uh, I think he's uh, both of like one of our favorites, uh, like uh, you know minor character or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, I I would so just love an advent like the adventures of of um, like Price and Mike, just seeing <laughs> them like do deals and stuff. Mike trying to teach him how to not be a dumbass. Yeah, it'd be like watching Rocket Raccoon and Groot have their own adventures. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be so much fun. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it looks like maybe he's learned his lesson. Price did not. I. It's been a while since I've seen the episode. It was a week ago, but I don't think he was driving around in the outlandish SUV or whatever it was that he. What did he have last time? Like a Hummer. Yeah, he had. He had like a. Yeah, like an H three or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that car is so dated. So the um I I don't remember maybe you can help me out here. So in the, in this paragraph he talks about Mike meeting Anita at the at the group meeting and she tells the story about the mysteriously disappearing husband on the hiking trip. And then it says here um apparently touched by Anita's story Mike calls Price and agrees to be his bodyguard. I feel like there's a disconnect there. Is that what really happened in the episode? I don't recall that being like he's touched by this woman's personal story about her missing husband. And he's like, oh, I guess I'll be that guy's bodyguard. 
Uh, or, or is this more tied to Mike's feelings about? I think it would be more tied to like Nacho and like. Is it? And, and not not so much like Nacho, but like. Even though he's you know agreed and said you know I'm kind of done with Hector, I think. The agreement that he and Gus made. You know, he said he wanted him to suffer. Well, this is the way of doing it. Yeah. I mean, this, so, I, I would, to me, I feel like he, he needs to know what happens to Hector would be I just, my it, guess. It's just weird that he would, this woman's story would get him to want to be a guy's bodyguard for uh, an illicit, I mean, like, I thought maybe. Because, I think it was more like he want he wants to see this through versus, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I thought, I don't know, I thought maybe in my head it was more tied to his feelings about protecting his daughter-in-law. That he maybe somehow feels guilty about, you know, her being by herself or something. I don't know. And he sees Price as this idiot. And if he's not there, Price will probably get himself killed. Something along those lines, mayhaps. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see them go on adventures together. Either way. Um, so so what is it about the... Uh, the Hector backstory that you're just like, no, I'm good. I don't really need to see how he gets in the, the wheelchair. Is it just one of those things that you just find superfluous? It doesn't really matter how he yeah, ends up there. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of like, it is one of the weaker subplots of like the things that they are like rolling towards breaking bad starting. I mean, I my thing is, I just don't see what interesting things I'll find out mm-hmm. by knowing how it happened. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like a rogue one. Like, I thought the movie was fine. I liked it, but mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't get anything new out of it. Well, I don't know. We could we could argue about that, but that's not the show for the. I mean, look there. I mean, story wise, like continuity wise, for like the rest of Star Wars, no. But um, for me, I feel like it sort of did inter- introduce like a new side that you don't see cinematically to Star Wars. That... No, no. I mean, it did do that, but I mean, like, yeah, that's continuity. really what I mean. Like, yeah, the big, continuity like, wise, big, it didn't. Big, yeah. big picture. Like, yeah, yeah, huge, yeah. huge big picture. Like, yeah. oh, I didn't, didn't change anything. That's um, it was, like you said, it was nice to see a different side of it, but that's kind of like my thing with the Hector. Like, I feel like we've seen, like, I feel like everything's explored. He's, like, I don't feel like I'm ever going to be sympathetic to him. Like, he's yeah. just a piece of shit old man. Like, like he doesn't have anything to latch onto, like so, like Gus did, and he's or anything clearly like already that. in poor health. You could argue that he yeah. just end up in a wheelchair in a few years anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, well, I think that's probably also our vehicle for Mike to get involved into this underbelly of New Mexico. I guess. Yeah, I mean, with with Gus and stuff. I mean, I feel like. Th- the I feel like Hector's kind of been a linchpin for everything because I mean Hector's more or less how. Walter meets Gus, and so I feel like him being used as a catalyst is fine. I mean, he's still interesting characters, just yeah. um, you know, kind of feel like I'm done with it. Yeah, you know, but which, uh, but, you know, but twofold, like using him, you know, against Nacho, and you know, the things that not the extent that Nacho is willing to go to protect his family, you know, like the, those those themes are still there, which is. Essentially, what Breaking Bad's been about, you know, Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Well, besides, I guess, yeah, I guess it has been. I mean, everyone's doing all of these horrible things to protect someone. Yes. 
to provide for someone. So, uh, and I think we can put to bed the argument that Jimmy is the nicer of the two brothers. At times, he can be a real dickhead too. Like at the end here, where yeah, yeah. The the problem with the Jimmy thing is like you could always go back to, well, this happened because of Chuck. Oh, that's also true. And you know, which is weird because you know, kind of kind of goes against what what you know what um forgot what's the guy what's the guy's name who created Breaking Bad? Uh, Vince Gilligan. Yeah, with Vince Gilligan, you know, like the whole thing of Breaking Bad was following this guy and then eventually turning on him, or not always rooting for him. I guess is the thing. Yeah. Whereas with this, like, just because of how juvenile it is, this mm-hmm. brother, you know, this kind of Cain and Abel story Um, like I'm I'm rooting for Cain and it's not so much that I'm having problems like oh but I shouldn't be it's just no Chuck's kind of a douche like he could have been good you just you wouldn't let him be good and so that's kind of where where we're at you know following Jimmy like it doesn't I don't have that tug the other way where it's not that I always agree with Jimmy but it's just I at least know there's there's some good in there, whereas Walter just eroded. Um, all right, so before we get to the score, I just feel bad with the whole Kim stuff. Like that's the stuff that yes. like when she leaves or when that that happens, which is I'm interested to see how they handle it. Me too. Because of, because of how they handle the relationship in the show, like I can't imagine it being this big bombastic explosive thing. I mean, if it is, um, I'm sure it'll be great, just because it's such a a counter to what what they've done with them like it'd be such a yeah you know pull the pull the record off the record table like it'll just but you can also see a thing where he just comes home one day and she's gone and she's taken all of her things and moved and there's no drama no no no. nothing yeah just Um, can't do this jimmy yeah i could could see both the way they handle the relationship uh before we get to the scores real quick uh it's time to fit in our cheap plug for the week uh, Glenn was telling me off air before we started recording how he's just recently seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which he liked a lot, uh, if I'm not mistaken. You said it was better than the first, yeah? Yeah, I did. It's really good. Everybody should go see it. But uh, I'm sure that is not the only movie. On yeah, everyone should see it a month out. Like I'm sure one of the last people who... <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. I saw it twice before Glenn saw it once. Uh, so that's crazy. That's what happens when things play at the really shitty theater here. That's right. Um, and I'm sure that's not the only movie on Glenn's watch list right now. Alien Covenant is in theaters. Uh, that new Pirates movie, which is not reviewing well, but... I mean, be... look, I'm going to see both of them because I've seen all the others. I mean, as you and I talked about, like, there's also going to be the day where I watch the next Transformers movie because I've seen, You've seen the other ones. Yeah. Um, and the movie I expect to review really well, Wonder Woman. Uh, these are all coming out soon, or either they're either in theaters now or coming out soon, and you can uh, purchase tickets for those movies, or you can pre-order tickets in the case of a movie like Wonder Woman uh, by using Fandango. And you can use the link cinemageekly.com slash Fandango, and it will take you... Uh, right to the website and you can pre-order your tickets using that link or go to cinemageekly.com and use the Fandango link at the top of the page and uh, pre-order your tickets or buy gift cards for uh, 
special occasions and things like that uh, for the moviegoer in your life. And we get kickbacks. So uh, please do that. Cinemageekly.com slash a Fandango. Uh, scores for this episode. Glenn, what would you give Expenses? The weakest episode of the season. I know, and I don't want to say like three and three fourths because I don't, I feel like that's too harsh. Mm-hmm. But that's we've not what given I gave it, it, so. We've, gave, we've given other episodes fours. Yes, we have. And I feel like this was worse than them. But it wasn't bad, you know what I mean? Like I'm kind of I feel like I'm in a quandary. I don't know if I've given an episode a four. I think I've done four and a quarter as my weakest. That's true. Yeah, I'll give it a four. A four from me as well. A four it is for this episode. Yeah, I, I just can't. I song. can't give it a lower score. I just can't because it's so good. It just, it's still really well made. It was just, yeah, it just, just story. Just story wise, <laughs> it just wasn't as intriguing as the other ones. Like it was yeah. still a damn good television. Yep. It was just, yeah. When comparing And we didn't really episodes. talk about it, but I mean, that insurance scene, man, the twists and turns that that happens in a matter of like five minutes is mm-hmm. is incredible. Like, who would oh, have yeah. known that a, a former SNL Conan O'Brien tonight or late show, late night show writer would, would yep, give these Kirk. kind of performances? Like, that's crazy. He's excellent, for sure. Um, all right, so uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com. Check out the archives of Better Call, Better Talk Saul, uh, the Better Call Saul podcast, and check out the other shows that we're doing as well. We're on iTunes and Google Play Music. Just search for Better Talk Saul or the ones with the yellow artwork. Hit subscribe. The really gaudy looking one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the ones that look like the show. Yeah, we're the ones that look like the intro to the show. Yes. Uh, so... Hit subscribe and uh, listen to the episodes as they are released. And uh, while you're at cinemageekly.com, feel free to do some shopping as well. Uh, I hate saying this, man, because it signifies the end of this episode, and that means less episodes, less to go. But what you going to do? Glenn and I will return uh, maybe sometime later this week, because as we record this, episode 8 is airing tonight. So it could be later this week uh, that we get around to doing this. We'll see. Uh, Season 3, Episode 8 of Better Call Saul. It's called Slip. Slip.